Welcome to this week's class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a very special, beautiful, and deep Kabbalistic Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Bagefen Shaloisha Sarigim. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parshish Yeshev, which is the 23rd day of the month of Kislev, which is also the Shabbos that blessed the month of Tavis in the year Tavshin Lamed Hay 47 years ago. So in the dream, the chief <coughs> butler, the bartender, tells Yosef Atzadik that he sees Shloisa Sarigim. In other words, he sees a, a, a vine, and on the vine there are three branches. And he says, I took the grapes, and I squeezed them into Pare's cup. So the Rebbe brings from the Alta Rebbe, that he brings from the Zohar, that the Zohar says, that one that sees in a dream white grapes, it's a good sign for him. However, if someone sees dark <coughs> grapes, that's obviously a dark sign for the person. And since in the dream, the, the butler, the bartender saw white grapes, so therefore Yosef knew that it was going, that it was a good dream and good things were going to happen to him. So Rebbe says as, as follows. Since the verse that speaks about when he took the, the, the grapes and he squeezed it in the Paris cup is coming in t- continuation where it said beforehand about he saw the vine and three branches. So obviously there's a connection to it. What's the connection? The Rebbe explains as follows. With an introduction, what it says in the, the commentaries of the Zohar, based on what it says in the Zohar, that what it's, this that the, the verse says that on the, on the vine there were three branches, it's referring to three different levels in the Jewish people. As we know, in the Jewish people are divided up into Kohanim, priests, Levim, Levites, the Israelim, and Israelites. So the three branches represented three different types of Jews. Kohanim, Levim, Yisraelim. So the altar asks, one second, we all know that a priest is not allowed to drink wine. Here we're saying the three branches represent Kohanim, Levim, Yisraelim, the priest can't drink wine. And to make the question, so to speak, even stronger, because on one end you can say, okay, it's a dream. Why does a dream have to be related to reality? But we know that everything that exists in the world comes from a higher source, and everything that takes place in a higher source comes down to this world. So obviously, there is a connection. In other words, what's the difference between the priests and the Levites? Because we know that the way the priests serve Hashem in Kabbalistic language is called they serve Hashem Berusa the Liba with a tremendous love for Hashem, a love from their heart. And spiritually, what does that represent on, on, a, on the physical plane of this world? That represents the idea of oil, Shemen. So Koyanim, that serve Hashem with Ruusa the Liba, with the, with the awakening of the heart, with love for Hashem, that's represented by oil, not wine. However, when it comes to the Levites that serve Hashem, and how do they serve Hashem? They serve in the, temp- uh, uh, the temple with what? With, with, with shir, with singing. And we know that in order to say really shira, to be able to praise Hashem, you only, the only way you can really praise Hashem is if you drink wine. So the Levites are connected to wine. However, the priests are connected more to oil. So even though we, we see a connection between the Levites and the Israelites, because they're both connected to obviously to the idea of wine, but the, then the question is, back to support the question, what is the connection between the priests and wine? Priests have nothing to do with wine. They're more oil. So Rebbe says it's possible you can say 
that the truth is that the priests don't have anything to do with wine. They have to do with oil. However, when you're talking about the wine, when it's still in the grape, you know, so to speak, from when God created the world, which in, on the Kabbalistic level, what is it called when, when the wine is still in its, in its source, within the grape, before it gets squeezed and it comes out? And that's what we're referring to here, you know, in the branch, where the, where before he took it and he squeezed it. So what, 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 type of wine, what type of wine was it when it's in its source? It's referring to Vav Ktsavois of Abba. We know that in the spheroids, the first sphero, if you don't count Kessel, the first one is Chachma. Chachma is called Abba. Bina is called Ema. Uh, Chachma is called Father. Bina is called Mother. And from there comes out the, the Vav, the six Midois. So in other words, the wine, when it's in its source, is connected to which sphere? The sphere of Chachma. And from there comes out the six, the six emotions. So since we're talking about the wine, the way it's in its source, not the way it comes out, because when it comes out, it's already Bina. In its source, it's Chachma. So therefore, the, therefore the Koyanim do, do have a connection with wine. Not the wine the way it comes out as a drink, but the wine the way it's in its source in the level of Chachma, and from there comes out eventually the six Midois. Why is that? Never explains as follows. Because the Chesed, we know a Koyanim is all about Chesed. And Chesed of Abba, Chesed of Chachma, that's the level of a, koy, a Koyin. And that's why we know in the Torah, for God, if God forbid someone gets a, a leprosy, and you have to purify the leper from leprosy, so what do you do? An educated person can come tell you it's pure, it's not poor, it's irrelevant. Once you have a, you have a, a definition, maybe from a wise person, in order to proclaim the person pure or impure, you have to bring him to the priest. Only after you bring him to the priest, and the Koyin, and the Koyin says the person is pure, then the person becomes pure. Why do you have to come to a priest? Because since we're dealing with leprosy, the only one that can create purity comes from a Koyin. Why specifically from a Koyin? Because a Koyin, a priest, is connected to which sphere? The sphere of Chesed. Chesed, the way it's connected to its source of Abba, the way it's connected to the Chachma. So again, so what do you see from here? That when it comes to wine, when it's in its source, it's connected to Chachma, Abba, with chesed, and the koyin does have a connection to it, because koyin are chesed. So now you see, just to clarify, before we go further, because it's a deep Kabbalistic, chesedic uh, discourse, the first point the Rebbe is making is, that the Zoyer says, that the three branches are referring to koyinim, levim, yisraelim, so he asked, what, how, what does that what does it do with koyinim? Koyinim is, are not connected to wine, and the answer is yes, they're not connected to wine the way it comes out, but the way it's in its source, which is chachma, of abba, of chesed, and then the Kayim do have a connection. So now you see why what, what makes sense with the Zoros is Kayim Levine Yisrael. It's not talking like the way the wine comes out. It's talking its source. And its source, because it's Chachma, Abra, with Chesed, that's why the Kayim have a connection to the three branches. Now, what does it say afterwards? So the, 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 he says in his dream that the, the cup of Pare is in my hand. I took the grapes and I squeezed them into Pare's cup. And he explains over there that we know what is paroi on a spiritual level. So paroi in a spiritual level is comes from the word of priya vis galas. Paroi re- represents the idea of revelation, totally uh, revealing whatever was concealed. 
In other words, in the spheroids, which sphera is specifically from the ten spheroids connected to the idea of revelation? So we know Malchus, the last sphera, that's all about revelation. Because you're taking everything from all the spheroids, and Malchus, you're, 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 um, leading it to the next world. So Malchus is revealing everything from before. Or like the expression is that you reveal Kol Mohirim, all the lights, all the energies from before gets revealed, well, specifically to Malchus. So Malchus represents revelation, and Malchus, revelation is connected to Pari on a spiritual level. Now, in what is the practical application of Malchus? So we know that it says in the Zayar, Malchus Peh, that the, uh, the mouth, which is Dibur, speech, is connected to Malchus. Why? What's the connection? Because you have, you, let's say you have great ideas and feelings, etc. No one knows. How do people know when you talk about it? So speaking reveals your in-depth thoughts, um, ideas, feelings, etc. So speech is connected to what? The idea of malchus. Because you're revealing what's hidden. So they're asked a simple question. One second. What are we saying? That <clears throat> malchus is connected to speech. Why? Because you're revealing. But thought also reveals. You have deep, deep concepts, deep feelings. Before you speak it out, the way you reveal it, the first level is thought. So how come we're saying that Malchus is specifically connected to, to speech and not necessarily to thought? In other words, because we know that in thought there's also letters. Not verbal articulated through your speech, but there's also letters in thought. You think with letters. Obviously it's more internalized. In other words, even though you know, in relation to somebody else, you can think all day long, the person doesn't know what you're thinking. Because that's, that, that's obviously concealed from the other person. And was, nobody knows what's in your heart. Nobody knows what's in your mind. But so, so in relation to someone else, machshava thought is concealed. But for yourself, it's revealing. It's revealing your, your ideas. It's revealing your, your, your emotions to yourself. And in the thought, there is already letters. Notice, what does a letter mean? That you're revealing what you have within your intellect, within your emotions. And whoever quotes the verse, it's asaboiker, which means letters reveal. And machshava seemingly also reveals. So why is malchus specifically associated with dibur and not necessarily with machshava? And the Rebbe explains very, very simply, he says like this. Because what is malchus? Malchus means you're revealing. But where are you revealing to? So if you have the ten spheres, let's say in the world of Atsilos. So Malchus, which is the last sphere in the world of Atsilas, it doesn't reveal it to the world of Atsilas. What it does is, it reveals it to the next world, the world of Bria. And then the same thing also, when you go through all the spheres of the world of Bria, Malchus reveals it to the next world of Yitzira. And the same thing also, when you finish the world of Yitzira, Malchus reveals it to the next world, the world of Asiya. So Malchus represents revelation, but specifically revelation to a new world. Now, Thought, yeah, thought reveals, but reveals to yourself. So it's not really, yeah, it does, it does have the component of revelation, but it's a revelation to yourself. So it's not really connected to Malchus. Malchus reveals to the next world. Deber reveals to someone else, like another world, your world, someone else's world. So that's why you see that Malchus is associated specifically with Deber speech, and not necessarily thought. However, Machshava is really, it's all about, it's all internalized within your own world. And that's why you see specifically, let's say you have a pain in your hand or your foot. So your speech is not affected by it, but your thought, it bothers your thought. Why? Because your thought is still connected with you. And there's no division, this is my foot, this is my hand, this is something else. The thought is connected to every part of yourself. 
Why? Because thought is really more still unified with you. Deeper is already out of you. And you're not affected by a pain that you have. So this is, the, this is why Malchus, which is connected more to Dibur, speech, and Malchus is connected to Parai. Why? Because Parai is all about revelation, revealing it to the next world. So Malchus is connected to Parai. Parai is connected to Malchus. Malchus is Dibur. In other words, <clears throat> take, for example, the world of Atzilus. All the powerful lights of Atzilus through Malchus gets revealed in the next world. Or for, through Dibur, it gets, it, 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 through speech, you get you reveal to the next world. In other words, the idea is Malchus, the way it gets revealed in the world of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya, and the expression of Misham Yipari, from there it, there it spreads out. So Malchus is all about going to the next world and spreading out and revelation, which is connected to the idea of Pari. However, when it comes to thought, that's, thought is like in the world of Atsilas, the world of unity. Thoughts don't go to the next world. Th- thoughts reveal within the world, but they don't, they, don't, they don't necessarily reveal to the next world. So again, just to recap, because it's a deep concept, and it's gonna be, the next paragraph is going to be built on this. So what the Rebbe is saying is that that um, that Paroi represents what? Malchus. And like we see like Dibur, and it's specifically Dibur, what because means it's a revelation to a new world. Power reveals to the next world, Malchus to the next world, Dibur to someone else. Not Machshava, which is basically a revelation to yourself. Now, so after he explains in depth that what is Paroi, Paroi represents Malchus, now we're going to understand why the Eschat, he squeezed the grapes into the cup of Paroi. And as remember, what we just learned before, where did the grapes come from? comes from the branch, and in the branch represents Koyinim Levim Yisraelim. And the Koyin we learned was what, what? Was a level of Chachma, Chesed Weitz and Chachma. And that's why it can be connected to Chachma. So notice he explains like this. So he, so Parai is about revelation. He squeezed the cup, he squeezed the grape into the cup of Parai. What is the cup of Parai referring to? What is a cup? A cup is a vessel. Of, of, in Hebrew it's called a keli, a vessel. So as he squeezes it into the cup, to the vessel, of what? Of Malchus. And what is he receiving? He's receiving the wine. And what do we learn? What is the wine we're talking about? We're talking about the level of a koyin, the way it's in its source. So it's, the, it's coming all the way from, 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 from Abba, from Chachma. So in other words, the spiritual image of the, the, the dream is that you have the highest level, the branch, where the wine is in its source, which is Chachma. And it's going into Pari, which is Malchus, and it's going into the vessel of Malchus. <clears throat> why do you, well, so why do you need it has to go into the cup? Because in order to draw down the most powerful and, and, and lights from the highest level, from Chachma, from Abba, you need to have a vessel. What is the vessel? The vessel is the cup. And that's why he said the Eschat is enough. I have to squeeze the grapes. Why do you have to squeeze the grapes? You know, physically you have to squeeze. What does it mean spiritually you squeeze the grapes? Because the reality is normally, what do we know? Wine is really connected to Bina. Wine is connected to Gvura. So if he didn't squeeze the grapes, what would he have? You would have Gvura, left the left side. You would have, you would have Bina. That's where si- what's the wine comes from. Because grapes, wine, generally speaking, is the level of Bina. And we know from Bina comes over there, all the judgments come from Bina. And that's what we know, because it's on the left side, Bina, what's in the, the if you look at the sphere, Chachma Bina Das, so Bina's on the left side, Chesed Gevura Tiferes, Gevura comes on the Bina, so the wine is connected to Bina, which is connected to Gevura. 
So you're talking about the, 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 the severity of Bina, and from there, all the judgments come from there. All the judgments come from the left side. So what did he do over here to, uh, to, to get rid of the judgment? The eschat He had to squeeze the grapes. What does it mean he had to squeeze it? What does squeezing represent? <clears throat> he had to squeeze it, and we should go over to the side of chesed. And chesed, which comes from chachma, that sweet, sweetens the gevurah from the left side of bina. And so what does what the eschat represent? The eschat represents the idea of bittel. When a person is able to accept and be humbled, that's that's chachma. Because we know Bina is all about your idea and your 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 points and the way you explain it. Chachma represents what? Humility. Chachma, you know, made up of two words. Koyachma, the ability to say, what is it? Chachma is a representation of real humility. So the eschat, by squeezing it, he, he was able to go to the level of chachma, which chachma represents the idea of humility. And that's why it says in the verse, in the, in the vine, there were three branches. Why three? So we already learned before the Kayin Levi Yisrael. But why specifically the idea of three? It could have been one, it could have been two, it could have been four. Why specifically three? Because three represents when you, when you unify and you put together and you intertwine all three different routes. Because in, right, in the life, you have the right, you have the left, and you have the center. So the idea that there was three branches is that all the three branches were on one vine. You're unifying all the sides. Which again, like we learned before, one hand represents the Kain and the Levim of Yisraelim. Kain we know is the right, Chesed. The Levim is the left, Gevura. And Yisraelim hopefully is in the middle, Tiferes. And then you have, also we know it says brought down another place that the three branches represent Avraham, which we know Avraham is Chesed, Yitzchak is Gevura, and Yaakov is the middle one, Tiferes. And another place, it's actually referring to the three different festivals. But the point is whether it's whether it's Kain and Levim Yisraelim, or it's the or it's, or it's Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, or it's the three festivals Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot. The point is that you're bringing in all three different components, right, left, and center, and you're unifying that you're unifying them by unifying them all and by creating the real unity. What you do is you sweeten the judgments, and then you're able to bring in from the highest level of Chachma, which is Chesed, and you're able to sweeten the Bina and the Gvura into Malchus. And says, this is this is basically the point that the, the author ex- more or less explains in that discourse. But now Derbis is going to explain the connection based on this idea. He's going to explain the connection, what this has with Yutas Kislev, <coughs> which has to do with the Alter Rebbe, and also Parshish Vayeshev. Parshish Vayeshev. Because Derbis says we know that Yutas Kislev always is connected to somehow to Parshish Vayeshev. And specifically this week, it's in the middle of the week. Just like this year, it's also in the middle of the week. In other words, what happened in Yutas Kislev? We know Yutas Kislev was the day that the Alter Rebbe, who was teaching uh, teaching Judaism and Chassidus, and he was arrested for just because he was a Jew and because he was teaching Judaism and Chassidus. And in Yutas Kislev, he was freed. What happened? He was freed. So we all know it knows what it, it, he the famous the famous verse from Psalms where it says Pada b'shalim nafshi. That the altar said, Pada b'shalim nashi. I was redeemed. Pada b'shalim nashi. I was redeemed. But how was I redeemed? Not in the way there was a major war. B'shalim in peace. And like Jarvis says, when Alter wrote the famous letter that he wrote when he went out of prison, and he wrote like this: When I was reading Psalms and I was reading the verse that says, Pada b'shalim nashi, that God redeemed my soul in peace. Before I started to read the next verse, I was told I'm free, and I went out free.
And he finishes off, he went out with, in peace from God who is peace. It's all about peace. It's all about unity from all different sides, right, left, and center. It's all peace. It's all connected. And we know that the Talmud, the Talmud teaches us this verse, which says "Padam and Shalom Nafshi," that I'm redeemed in peace. And Talmud says as follows: Whoever is occupied with learning Torah and Gemilas Chesed, acts of charity, and generally refers to all the mitzvahs, and you pray with the community, so I, I consider it as if that you've redeemed me and my children from the nations of the world. So every time we learn Torah, three, and we do mitzvot, give charity, and we pray with the community, Hashem says, you're taking me out of Gullus. You're taking me out of when the Shekhinah's in, in, in exile. In other words, Rebbe explains, Padre B'Sholem, taking Hashem out of Gullus, how do you do it? It doesn't say just learning Torah or just doing mitzvahs or just praying. No, you have to do all three. Why all three? Because, you know, Torah is the middle column. Acts of kindness, charity is the right column, chesed. Prayer, which is which is in place of all the sacrifices, that's the avoid, that's when we do work. So that's the left column. In other words, when you have the, the unification and where it's all in sync, all three different components, right, left and center, in other words, the center is Torah, and right, which is Gemilus Chesed, and prayer, that's part of a Shalom, that's how you redeem it in peace. And the Rebbe says, by doing these three avoiders, working on the right, and the left, and the center, Torah, um, uh, uh, learning Torah, giving charity, doing the mitzvahs, and praying, this will prepare the world to have the ultimate peace. And when we're going to have the ultimate peace, we're going to have the ultimate peace, when Mashiach's going to come, uh, in God willing, in our generation. So obviously it's a very, very powerful Hasidic discourse, whole in, Kabbalistic insight into the three branches, what they represent, the cup of Pari represents, what Pari represents, but you see that you have the power by bringing in from the highest level of Chachma, of Chesed, into the lowest level of Malchus, in the vessel of Malchus, and through that you sweeten the judgments of Gvura and Bina, and by, by, and the way we do it is by, by practicing humility. How do you practice humility? Because the fact is everyone's either right-oriented or left-oriented or center-oriented. But when you focus on all three components, the, you know, so you do the ones you're great at, you do that. But you do the other ones as well. You make sure to learn Torah which is center-oriented. You make sure to do acts of kindness which is right-oriented. And you pray, you do all three. That means that's the way you create real humility. And when you create real humility, we have the power to sweeten any judgments. And by sweetening the judgments, we're blessed with a great life. And Rebbe says, ultimately, we'll have the greatest peace with Mashiach, Tzidkenu, revealing himself and taking us to Yerushalayim. And next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ira Kodesh. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.